He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 124, 125, and 126, beginning on page 504. If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, if the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us. They had swallowed us up alive when they were so wrathfully displeased at us. Yea, the waters had drowned us, and the stream had gone over our soul. The deep waters of the proud had gone even over our soul. But praise be the Lord, who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth. Our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are delivered. Our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. Psalm 125 They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as, even as the Mount Sion, which may not be removed, but standeth fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem. Even so standeth the Lord round about his people, from this time forth forevermore. For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put their hand unto wickedness. Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart. As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evil doers, but peace shall be upon Israel. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Sion, then were we like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that now goeth on his way weeping, and beareth forth good seed, 
shall doubtless come again with joy and bring his sheaves with him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 17th verse of the 65th chapter of Isaiah. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountains of thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth verse of the first chapter of Revelation. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, 
and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see write in a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatria, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and open unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace, preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all, and uh, good to see John with us. Uh, congratulations, Dad. Um, a couple notes on the lessons. Um, the lesson from Isaiah and the re a lesson from Revelation are actually looking at something at the same thing from a different perspective sometimes we read isaiah with this very earthly um language you know people living long lives but still presuming you know maybe not really eternal like like but 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 we have to understand what isaiah is speaking of or the language is passage speaking of is um the fulfillment of the covenant in terms of the old testament language uh, what did God promise Israel in the covenant? Long life, prosperity in the land, and descendants who would be blessed. And so when Isaiah talks about what blessing looks like in the fulfilled covenant, it hearkens to all those kinds of of uh, descriptions, and, and there's peace. And we, we understand this covenant language, too, because at the end, the, the serpent shall eat the dust, and that was one of the curses that was put on the serpent. There's a little allusion to Genesis 3 there. And, and so, and also the idea that the prayers are now immediately answered. So there's a sense that we've, we've um, truncated somehow the whole elaborate, you know, a temple system of how I have to get to God to get my prayers answered. Now the idea is God's people living in his presence again, having their prayers answered before they speak having their work blessed, their family blessed, everything is blessed. But it's an Old Testament language because that's the language the people being writing to that, that, that was they were hearing this in the Old Testament context could understand, yes, we want the fulfillment of the covenant. When we get to the Revelation passage, um, we get the new creation, but we can see it from the new vantage point of the resurrection because the resurrection has happened now. And um, what we see with in Revelation 1 is not merely the risen Christ, but also the ascended Christ. 
which is which is the ascended and glorified. I think just for our own images, we can think you know, Jesus rose from the dead and appeared during Eastertide to people. And in that Eastertide appearance, he had a glory, but there was something still sort of normal about his appearance. But we understand that through the ascension, when he returns to the Father, he, you know, regains, enters into the fullness of his glory. And the ascended and glorified Christ appears here in Revelation 1, also as the appearance that St. Paul sees on the road to Damascus, which is a little different than, say, walking the, the two men on the road to Emmaus. But what it really represents is Jesus has now um, entered into the new creation as the pioneer. He's the firstborn of the dead, which is how we, um, and that's the essential thing about the old covenant, something has to be done with the reality of death, because uh, that's, the, that's the limitation, that's where everybody loses it. Now Christ, um, having died and conquered death and risen, now he has entered into the new creation, which is beyond the captivity to death, into a life that is beyond death. And we enter into that life ourselves through baptism and faith. We're buried with Christ through baptism. We're raised with him through faith. And through the gift of the Spirit, we now have a life that death cannot touch. And this is when, when St. John will tell us in other places, you have eternal life. We're still going to die, but that, but that the physical death will no longer touch our life because we have a life like Jesus' life that, that death can't touch. And, and we won't be stuck in death in that holding tank that sometimes seen as the prison of Hades or Sheol because Christ, his death has now touched um, the state of the dead of all ages. He has the keys of Hades and death. And now our life with him, though we die, we will be with him. And then, as we've talked about this week, that state is intermediate because eventually we're going to, he's going to appear and complete the new creation with an act of resurrection where we will then inhabit bodies like the one he's showing us here in Revelation 1 that are, that are, that are glorious. And um, the other aspect of this, another aspect of this comes out in the Revelation lesson, he says, he's made us kings and priests unto our God and Father. And this is a, a, a quote from Exodus 19, uh, 6, where God said to Moses, if you'll be faithful and do all these things, you'll be a special people and you'll be a, you'll be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And what this whole kingdom of priests or kings and priests means is that we who die and rise with Christ now share in his rule and his priesthood, which means we represent in the priesthood sense, we represent God to the world and we bring the world to God in our prayer, and we rule with Christ because through our prayer, we we um, and through our witness in the world, we we influence. That's our most influential activity. We rule with Him, and that's the image that goes on in Revelation to pick up, where the elders before the throne, sitting up there in heaven, offering prayers, ruling with Christ, who is now, as as it says in this language, He's the ruler over the kings of the earth. Jesus is really and truly the Lord. And whatever it looks like in time, people look like they're, they're in control. They're not. And the judgments of 
that come from the throne, for he who is their Lord will be manifest in their due time. And we participate in this new creation by our prayer, by our witness in the world, and uh, above, above all by what um, Isaiah referred to, the idea he creates Jerusalem for a joy and a rejoicing. Above all, we should have this joy because we have this life in Christ that is already in the new creation, not bounded by the sadness and despair of time. And that's what gives Christianity and Christians our unique joy. And so we should think about that as we look at these lessons today, the idea, the, the truth that in Easter, um, with all the hope and all that, above all, we, we should have a certain joy about us, a peace, because we already live in the new creation. We already live in that which Isaiah referred to, which Jesus reveals to us here, and we participate in it now, even as we wait for it to be concluded when our Lord comes to finish uh, his new creation. So a few thoughts on the lessons today. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us a due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning.